your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Catching up with Keith Costas, producer over at MLB Network. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Keith Costas. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line with Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. Keith, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. Always good to catch up with you, too. Yeah. Wish uh, wish it was a little more fun to talk about with the birds right now, but good to be on. Yeah, what the heck, man? Uh, what? I, I always love getting your perspective on this team. You're a fan of this Cardinals team. What what have you made of the last couple of nights and finally going up against quality competition again and it, it not going particularly well? Yeah, I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. They obviously haven't been able to do much of anything against the top end of the league this year, and last night was no exception. I mean, that's about as brutal of a loss as it gets. I guess the only consolation is that the teams that they're clustered with right now in the wild card race can't really seem to do anything either in the last week or so. I mean, you look at the Padres, they lose to the Rockies, the Reds lose to the Cubs, the Phillies lose to the Diamondbacks. So I guess if there's some solace, losing to one of the best teams in the league is better than losing to some of the worst teams in the league if you're trying to fight for that wild card spot. But that's about the best sugar coating I can do for you guys right now. I appreciate the sugar coating. Any sugar coating is beneficial right now, Keith. But from the Milwaukee Brewers' perspective, I, I think they've surprised a lot of people this season because I don't know if anybody expected them to be this good. But are you officially bought into what Milwaukee's doing? Like, do they look like a serious World Series contender after seeing them in two games against the Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I don't know how you could consider them anything other than that. When you look at the top end of their rotation, obviously we'll have to see how Peralta bounces back after whatever that injury was. I know he said that he'd be ready to go next time around, but I think you'll have to wait and see with that when he comes out of the game that early. But, I mean, you look at those three pitchers with Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta, I mean, I'm 35 years old, and we literally haven't seen a rotation like that, at least statistically speaking, in my lifetime in terms of three qualified starters with an ERA below 250, and I'm not saying they're better than some of the Braves rotations or even what the Dodgers have now when they're healthy, but, I mean, you've got three starters like that at the top of the rotation and any semblance of an offense, which they obviously have with some of the pieces that they've added, not to mention if Yelich could ever get back to what Yelich has been. And I don't know how you can't be, uh, you know, this is a team nobody wants to see in the postseason with that type of top-end pitching, not to mention what they have in the back of the bullpen as well. So, Keith, there's obviously a gap, as we've seen the last couple of nights, between the Cardinals and the Brewers right now. How wide do you expect that gap to be next year and beyond? Do you think the Brewers and Cardinals are going to be competing atop the NL Central for years to come? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to forecast with all the money that the Cardinals have coming off the books, obviously. They're going to be in a position to make some moves this offseason if they're so inclined. And 
the, the pieces line up. But, I mean, yeah, with Milwaukee, I don't know how you can't be at least a little bit concerned if you're a Cardinals fan, given their recent track record and the pedigree that David Stearns comes from. I mean, to me, they're basically turning into a National League version of the Rays in terms of their talent evaluation and being able to find some of these diamonds in the rough. Obviously, two of their better pieces offensively that they've had in the last couple of years, and Adamas and Garcia are former Rays. So they do kind of have that vibe that Tampa Bay has going on down there where they think outside of the box, they're not going to have one of the biggest payrolls, but everything they touch seems to turn to gold. I mean, you know, you think back to a couple of years ago with their initial outgetter kind of theory, like a cousin of the Rays opener. I mean, basically the same, but just with a little different deployment They're They're such an innovative front office and they've proven that they can find the right pieces to get what they're trying to get done. That I think that they're going to be there for the next handful of years with this core that they have and the front office that they have. So, yeah, I think that this is going to be, the chief competition for the Cardinals, given what the Cubs have done and kind of the rebuild that they're going to go into. So, yeah, I think the Brewers are kind of the class of the division for the foreseeable future. So, Keith, you'll have an interesting perspective on this because you do kind of have your feet on both sides. You're a Cardinals fan, but you also see the national perspective of this. You mentioned kind of the big names come free agency and the money coming off of the books. I think a lot of fans here in St. Louis feel like that will fix the issue if they're able to go out and acquire Carlos Correa or Corey Seager or Trevor Story. So kind of a two-part question. Do you feel like the Cardinals are going to jump into that? And secondly, does that fix the Cardinals' issues? Yeah, I mean, I think that that would go a long way towards at least starting to address some of their issues offensively. But I think that kind of gets back to the root of the problem here is the Cardinals have just been off on some of their talent evaluation. I mean, it's not like Paul DeYoung has signed at such a big number that they couldn't pivot off of that. I mean, that's part of the appeal of signing a player as early as they did with him. You're locking him in at what you basically think would be his arbitration numbers anyways. But yeah, they just haven't gotten the production with some of these players that they decided to roll with in the everyday lineup. I mean, DeYoung's best seasons were his early seasons. I think it's fair to say, and I know it's been a big talking point the last 48 hours with the Brewers in town, but I, I think a lot of people first guessed the, the decision to just go with Edmund as your everyday second baseman when you had Wong right there. So some of these decisions they've made with who they're going to run out there every day have been at the core of the problem for me. And adding another piece, you know, kind of an aircraft carrier like they have on the corners right now, even though Arenado and Goldschmidt have maybe been somewhat disappointing given what their production was at their previous stops. I definitely think adding another piece like that at shortstop in particular could go a long way towards, you know, closing that gap a little bit with the Brewers, just two different, you know, kind of two different MOs, obviously, if you're going to keep signing up these former all-stars where the, while the Brewers kind of make these value signings, out of the Rays, like we were just talking about. So yeah, it'll be interesting to follow this off season. And I do think that, uh, that maybe the low-hanging fruit for the fans to just want a big move might actually line up with what the best move for the team is this time around, too. Keith Costas is our guest here on 101 ESPN. Keith, I'm going to ask you to do something that might be difficult. Take your producer hat off for MLB <laughs> Network. Put your fan hat on for me for a second. Okay, so Not hard. Not yeah, hard. I Keith's usually a wear pro. it anyways. Keith's it, a pro. It makes sense for the Cardinals to go out there and acquire a shortstop. I think all of us would agree with that assessment. Now, putting your fan hat on, do you expect them to actually go out there and make that move? I actually do think, given their recent history, that that is the type of move that they're more inclined to make. I mean, you've seen these crowds the last couple of nights, and people are losing patience, it seems. I know that there's a lot of factors at play here, but seeing David Freeze come out to be celebrated with that type of crowd in the stands was a little disheartening looking from the national perspective. I think people, that kind of catches their attention the same way the playoff crowds did a couple years back. And then that big matchup last night with Peralta and Flaherty, not much better, so yeah, I do think that that's a good, you know, it might make sense from a baseball perspective, but the Cardinals are in a unique position for them given how 
you know, how many fans have come through the turnstiles the last couple of decades since the DeWitts took over the team, that they might have to make a splash like that just to keep people invested. So I think I would put the odds at pretty good that they make some kind of significant move for a big money free agent this offseason. Keith, keep the fan hat on for me. And this is going to sound like a little strange question, but hear me out here. Uh, do you feel like it's going to be a positive for this Cardinals team if they are able to make a wild card spot? And the reason I ask it that way is, because then the message seems to go to the fans as, oh, well, we made the playoffs, so it's something to build off of for next season. Yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on there, and it's definitely a catch-22. And I don't know if I have the answer. I don't know if anybody has the answer, because that's kind of the turn they've been on recently here, right? I think most of us could agree that this was a roster. You know, a lot of these, like I said earlier with the Edmund and Wong thing, a lot of these were first guesses. I mean, how many fans really thought that Carlos and the rotation was going to work out? I mean, how many fans thought that they had enough in the back end of the rotation, after, you know, even outside of Carlos coming out of spring training to get through this season? I think, you know, thinking back to the last time we talked, I think we actually discussed in a half-joking way, Jay Happ. Three different Jay Happs. I mean, I, I was down for one is a little bit of a feather in my cat <laughs> prediction. I didn't know they'd get three of the same guys. So, I mean, yeah, these moves that they've had to make aren't exactly surprising. But then again, like you say, if they end up in that last week of the season with a fighting chance, it's hard to argue with the business model, I guess, if that's what they want to do, even if it's different from what most fans would want. So, yeah, I think it's keeping that fan hat on. Like you said, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world for next season's outlook and the outlook going forward if they did fall out of the race before those last couple of weeks of September and were kind of forced to confront the roster, uh, the roster complications that they faced these last couple of years and make a more significant kind of pivot to a different direction and a different roster construction this offseason. So I'm with you guys. It's a catch-22, and you never want to root against the team, obviously. That's not what I'm suggesting, but I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world if they didn't have that line to kind of fall back on heading into the offseason. So speaking of planning for next season and that rotation, Alex Reyes is a guy that I've argued for really the entirety of this year. I, I want to see him in the in the rotation next year. Uh, Keith, I'm officially a little concerned about that notion because he's up to an 18% walk rate right now. That's the highest for any Cardinals reliever in team history among relievers that have thrown at least 50 innings. His 10 wild pitches are now tied for the most ever by a Cardinals reliever in any one single season. How much concern you have more of the the national broad-based understanding of this? How much concern would you have if Alex Reyes was inserted into that rotation next year, given the command issues? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to predict given the workload or lack of workload that he's had over the course of his career with the Cardinals. But I think they're getting to a point with him where, you know, it's not exactly like they have a lights-out bullpen with him in the back, as good as he's been at times, minus the walks that you mentioned. You know, I think it's time to maybe just see next year what you can get. And if you lose him and he can't stay, you know, he's not durable and can't stay in that rotation all year, you know, oh, well, this isn't exactly the Brewers bullpen from a couple years ago or, a you know, a early 2000 Yankees bullpen with Rivera. It's not exactly like you're messing with the most dominant pen in the game to take him out of that mix and the upside of having him in the rotation. While it might be a long shot for him to be able to put up anywhere close to 200 innings, forget 200 innings, maybe even 150 would be a tall order given what his track record is. But I think you have to check and see if he could be a difference maker in that rotation as opposed to just pitching, you know, 
70, 80, even the 100 innings they talked about targeting for him out of the bullpen. It's just so much more valuable to have him in that starting rotation that I think it'd be worth the dice roll to me. Speaking of next season, Keith, uh, the reports today are that Yadier Molina and the Cardinals have engaged in extension talks for next season. Uh, do, do you feel like that's the right move for the Cardinals next year of sticking with Yadi one more year, knowing that Yvonne Herrera is a couple of years away, but also knowing that you have Kisner as a bench bat? Well, I totally understand why some fans are frustrated with this, and there's some of the angrier portion of the fan base thinks it's time to move on. But for me, that ship sailed a couple years ago. You know, the time to make that move off the Yachty is not right now. It was to turn the page to Carson Kelly. When they decided to trade Carson Kelly, I think they basically signaled to everyone, and it's no secret, they've said it many times publicly, that they wanted to finish his career in St. Louis. So when you're this far down the road with that kind of thinking, I'm all on board with bringing him back. I mean, obviously at some point you're going to have to reduce his workload, but I actually think they're well positioned to make that transition to Herrera in a couple of years. Like you mentioned, having Kelly and moving on from him, Kisner being a viable option to kind of split time back up Yachty. Maybe eventually it's a true timeshare or maybe even Kisner is catching more than Yachty until Herrera is ready to go. So I get the frustration with fans. I totally understand that Yachty's not going to be an above-average offensive player. Those days are long behind him at this point. You know, as good of a situational hitter as he can be at times. But to me, you're so far down the road with this idea that this is Yachty's team from a leadership perspective and that he's going to be a legacy player here. Not that he left. Not that if he left, he wouldn't have an amazing legacy, obviously. But they're so committed to this whole kind of thought process that's driven the entire relationship with Yachty over these last handful of years of his career that I think it would just be shooting yourself in the foot if you backed off of that at this point. They're committed, so I I get the idea that they want to stick with it and bring him back again. Final question that I have for Keith Costas of MLB Network. Um, Keith, when you look at uh, this Cardinals team right now and the frustration that we all know that fans have for it, and you see what the attendance has been the last couple of nights, and I know you've referenced it, and we, we talked about Jack Flaherty's comments from last night. What is your impression of that? When you see that for the David Freeze bobblehead night and you see it last night for Flaherty versus Peralta, what's your takeaway as somebody that's uh, now living on the outside, although you are still a Cardinals fan at heart? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to overstate it because like we talked about earlier, there's obviously a lot of factors uh, over the last 18 months, but you know, it's disappointing. That's not what this is supposed to be. And going back to the kind of earlier question you had about whether or not keeping them in the, in the race is going to be a good thing. It might not really matter if they're in the race and there's 20,000 people in the stands at the end of September. You know, it's one thing to say you're in the race, but the implication there is that you're still going to be cranking out a lot of revenue with 35, 40,000 people in the stands every night. And if they come up two games short or whatever it is, the wild card, and they're in it right till the end, but no one's there in the stands, that's, going to be enough to get them to rethink things I think so it doesn't feel right it's almost like a bizarro world seeing that few people in the Cardinals stands with good weather and a good matchup not to mention you know the freeze angle as a, as a sort of extra box office attraction it just doesn't feel like you're watching a Cardinals game that's not what Bush Stadium is supposed to look like but at the same time I think uh, I think it could be a sign of things kind of coming to a head and the team having some tough decisions to make this offseason in terms of how they're going to kind of rebrand this from a baseball perspective, but also as a fan experience going forward. Keith, we always appreciate the time, man. All the best to you and yours. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. All right, guys. Thanks for having Thanks, me. Keith. Be well. You got it. That's Keith Costas, producer over at MLB Network. You can follow him on Twitter at his name, Keith Costas. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. 
even help with homeowners or renters' coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select a request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.